watching prohibition fall down. Right, the favorite show. Let's do some girl talk here. I am. Uh, I got my rooster DGC work shirt on, ready to go, ready to talk to grow. How about you, wow. Scotty? Dude, I wore the 2015 DGC Cup shirt a couple days ago, and then I went mountain biking. I realized I was still wearing it. And sure enough, had a tire blowout and got some little grease on it. And dude, there's only those are limited editions, man. There's there's no more of those. All right, you can't mountain bike in cotton, boy. Shit, don't you sweat enough? Or what's going on here? That's what the synthetics are for. I don't understand. Oh, you wear plastic? <laughs> <laughs> like breathable. Anyway, this is Grow Talk, guys. Let me give you a show rundown. You guys, you DGC, build the show here. Grower questions. Anybody can get grower questions up or dank nugs on dudegrows.com. Hey, First dude, let's, let's welcome some of the Mr. Grow It audience. Mr. Grow It, we're on their, I was on their show recently and his show recently, and uh, we got a bunch of new growers coming on in, checking the show out. So welcome. Yes. Oh, thank you. Wait, thank disclaimer. You. This is the Grow Show. The other show we do, Wake and Bake, is the Hangout <laughs> Show. So I can imagine all the comments, what's up with this? Where's the grow, man? Here it comes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> grow talk, just like car talk, but growing cannabis. I get it. I get it. We have a dank nug called Blue Dream Garden of Green, posted by Pac NW Dan, Pacific Northwest Dan. And in Grow Talk, some old school here. This one is titled HID Reflector Cleaning. Question mark by mm -hmm. Rusty Nuts Kaking. And I shouldn't say old school. There's plenty of people that still have HID reflectors hanging up. Uh, foliar recipe by B Man. Let's talk about spraying some newts on your plants. Seedling, oh, grow hack here. Seedling and clone mister by Growing Insane. And last but not least, recharge with Autopots by Devin Bowie. Bowie? And I'm yeah, just Bowie. looking at that Rusty Nuts Kaking. How long do you think it taught me you on? Know, is that just his name all over? I mean, is that him on Facebook, you think? And that's a hell of a name, huh? Uh, yeah, I like it. DDC names are very creative, inappropriate, funny, uh, or just, yeah, just good. This is good. Let me do some support here first, Scotty, before we get into Grow Talk. Dogrows.com forward slash support. DGC produces making the show happen. That takes you over to Patreon. You can support the show at $10 a month. You can buy an annual membership, if you will, as well. Uh, and then right away, we're going to give back. We want to get you free seeds you can order from Seeds Here Now, as well as 30% off Real Growers Recharge. I did mention last show, I'm working on the grower, or the hookups, guys, the member giveaways. I got to look in our gear stash, reach out to a couple sponsors, potentially HLG Lights coming, uh, some other things in the works. We'll be doing, I'm trying to do hookups uh, every two weeks here for a little bit. Make up for some lost time, Scotty. Um, to hook up the crew. So you'll hear about that on Patreon. Uh, I'll send a message to you guys when one is up here soon enough. And what am I missing, Scotty? I mean, making the show happen for real, guys. We've got a team here, I believe, of seven now with the Rolling Stoner hanging out. Yeah. And uh, good times. I'm trying to create good quality content every day of the week for you. Yes, sir. You, you are you are correct, sir. You, you know, I all the Ed McMahons. <laughs> uh, you know, I am going to be on that Patreon group. Uh, Soup over there runs. I think it is a Discord, Discord. server. Or is he, he's run. He's running Maestro. Shout out. That's what I was saying. I don't want to slight Maestro, man. But we got the crew over there, and I'm going to hang out and just. It's going to be like a. I think it's just a hangout, and then I think Soup is the presenter. Is that how it works? All you do is party. hang out. People ask questions. We'll hit you up on Patreon with the date when Scotty's on there. Guru's going to hang out as well. Um, and, yeah, just a good time, man, for people to be able to talk about whatever. I enjoyed it. For right. sure, I'm going to come on again. Um, how, and, many yeah. people, how many people do you think are going to ask me uh, why I don't inhale? <laughs> It's all right. It's not live or anything. You can just yell at them. Actually, we'll probably record those and uh, put them up on Patreon for people that missed it. Uh, lastly, don't forget those free seeds from Seeds Here Now. Those are Best Coast Genetics, guys. It's not just some cheesy freebie deal. It's quality genetics. A lot of DGC has grown out. We're going to get you growing right away if you haven't or increase your genetic collection, if you will. Dogrows.com forward slash support. Much appreciated. All right, moving on to the show. We got Dank Nug right off the bat. Who's growing some Dank? And this is Blue Dream, Garden of Green by Pac NW Dan. Now, Blue Dream was one that was like, like almost too grown out for a while, right? Like we'd make fun of it. It just got so popular or what? It just got so popular. But guess why they called it Blue Dream? Because when they first saw it, they were like, this is fucking awesome. 
So it's one of those things. How jaded do you get? I guarantee if you walked into somebody's garden and they had huge blue dream and you were like, man, this is beautiful. And it's, uh, you know, just they did it right. It was super terpy. Well, and to enjoy it. Blue Dream is one of those things where, like, to the non-grower, right? Uh, it seems uh, like amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it's a, a pretty good strain, right? Um, but to the grower is where it is, it, like, really shines because it's stupid easy to grow. Like, you can barely fuck it up. It's not a super heavy feeder. It's not finicky in any way, and it yields. So, like, that's why, like, it and Green Crack, they were all over the place, not because uh, they were so good or they had the good names and branding and right, everything. Right. It was because it was so easy to grow that so many people could grow it and grow it well. Green crack. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was a good sativa. I'll it was a misstep. That. It had some energy. Well, this is uh, Blue Dream 10 to 1 THC to CBD ratio um, from Garden <laughs> of Green. And the breakdown, which I didn't know, says it's blueberry crossed with super silver haze, crossed with Afghani, crossed with Thai, crossed with Mexican. Okay, <laughs> so. Jesus. This final cured bud, this phenol smells kind of cushy with black pepper uh, notes in it. Or how do I pronounce this? Is this a terpene karyophylline? Oh, karyophylline, man. Like you're carrying off Eileen, man. I don't know why, Okay, so as for its effects, it's perfect. Expected easygoing, daytime high, great for knocking out anxiety and stress while still letting me get work done. With the CBD in it, I noticed reduced back pain as well. She's got some beautiful trichomes and lots of orange pistols, pretty typical of this cultivar. She's absolutely powdery with trichomes, just doing the final trim on six ounces, netted a half gram of those beautiful, beautiful beach sand-colored keef um, in the trim Hell bin, yeah. and that's just what fell off the flowers while we were final dry trimming. Smoked beautifully and has solid potency. Fabulous. Yo, somebody trim. left some keef in the, in the fridge here, man. That, How do you use it? Do you that, just top a bowl with it or what? What do I do? Is that, I like sir, this. is not Keith. Oh, this is bubble. That is, right. that is freeze-dried water hash. You're right. Because I'm like, dude, look. It's hash, man. All you do is you just squeeze it and it turns into the lightest, blondest hash, man. It's fucking beautiful. Well, let me give you the grow style on this stuff. Grown yes, under a geek beast. Pro, 630 watt, 3,500 Kelvin, run at 80%. Not familiar, must be a dimmable LED, 3,500 Kelvin. Um, it's 12 inches above canopy and does IR and UV throughout the entire flower cycle. Not sure on the details on that, but interesting. Interesting. Very So um, IR and UV, why not? It's growth talk. Let's get into it. I know UV, a lot of times they think it puts on some a little bit of additional frost because the sun does give out UV. Uh, infrared, Guru, what's going on there? Uh, infrared is how the plant senses if it's daytime or nighttime. It flips the phytochrome state for it. So, I mean, like, we use our eyes to see, like, oh, it's light outside. Oh, it's right. dark outside. They Plants have to use phytochrome because they don't have eyes to be able to see that. Kind of like... They sense the, the infrared light or 660 nanometer red light. Like the Terminator, kind of? A little bit. Close to the Terminator. <laughs> Maybe more more like Predator than the Terminator. Ah, that's actually what I was thinking of. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so he's in seven-gal fabric pots, 70% cocoa, 30% perlite. Beauty. With a cup of biochar mixed in to provide some good habitat for the microbes. This guy knows what he's doing. So the biochar mixed in, that's basically like I always say, the coral reef habitat for your microbes. That gives them more places to habitate, habitat. Yeah. It's filled with the reason carbon works in a carbon filter is because it has all these pores in it. So as the odor or whatever passes through these pores, it gets captured up in there. So uh, it's the same thing with biochar. I almost forgot the question. <laughs> same thing with biochar. Uh, it's just got all these air spaces for microbes to hang out in. So really cool. Uh, so simple nutrition here as far as nutrients were new millennium, um, exactly as prescribed on their feed charts and yep. real growers recharge once a week to keep the microbes going. Thank so this you. is the third hey. pass with this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I just this is exactly what we want. I've got this new project coming up, the Real Grow Lab, where we're going to try to explore the simplest ways to grow. And man, this is a super simple system that pumps out thanks. So man, yeah, look us up, realgrowlab.com. Uh, as soon as Banner gets that site going, give us a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so your style, like it's not up yet. 
but check it out. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, we just invented it, okay, man? All right, we got, uh, thanks for that dank nug there. Anybody go get your dank nugs up. Love it. Beautiful. Question one here for Grow Talk: HID reflector cleaning by Rusty Nuts King. And I've been seeing a bit of, I actually was watching some uh, videos over on Urban Ramo on the YouTube channel. Shout out to Ramo, Ramo Nutrients. If you're growing the dank, pick up some Ramo Nutrients. Can you but just drive over to his house? Can you just, you guys are neighbors, right? You can just drive over there, no? I think his grow might be shut down. I saw his, on his YouTube channel, he look at me. I'm like, the only way I'm visiting him if his grow's running. <laughs> yeah, right. I he think was hanging scared. out with a few uh, I, 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 license. Go ahead. I just think you're scared because of how stoned he got last time. That's all. <laughs> you got to be ready. This is true. You got to be ready. But yeah, no, I will go hang out for Marijuana Monday. I, I definitely have no excuse. And uh, I was saying he was in some grows the other day on his YouTube channel showing off uh, some licensed growers here in Canada. And they had uh, reflectors hanging up. They're using double-ended lights of different wattage. But regardless, this is a question um, about that. So what's up, dudes and dudettes out there in Intertubes. The inner, the inner tubes. tubes? Yeah, the inner tubes, man. It's like what the are the inner tubes? Uh, like screens? Oh man. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're inside the screen, man. You become you become inside the tube, dude. All right. It says longtime listener, lover of the show here. Oh nice. uh, Kang. <laughs> Hopefully I did that right for you. I dig it. Um, I've been growing for years now and have heard all sorts of advice and tips about everything under the sun and the lights, except this one extremely important topic that doesn't get discussed often enough or even at all. Cleaning your dang reflectors. I used to hate I do that. Uh, like, what do I use? I know tap water is a major no-no due to the minerals and such. Here in my neck of Oklahoma, the water quality out of the tap is a joke. I've been using RO water in a spray bottle. But what about adding maybe 91% alcohol or would Windex do the trick? Not trying to royally fuck my sheet up, which much love and respect, my dudes, your friend. Oh, what's his nuts from Oklahoma? Grow Oklahoma. There we go. Okay, so, grow crew, what up? Cleaning your reflectors is super important if you're running them once a cycle or maybe even once between veg and bloom, which hey, we, we know. Uh, can we just talk about the concept of a reflector and why HID yeah, is so much less efficient? Because there's only a small, I don't know, there's a, a minor, uh, what is it, about a 90 degree angle from when I'm looking at the reflector, which is where the, the bulb is just going straight down. Otherwise, it all has to be reflected and bounce off the sides of basically mirrors, which is inefficient. You know, I mean, once you start bouncing light off of things, and I'll think of an LED, it's just got this board of light bulbs that are all pointed directly down or diodes, whatever. Uh, it sure does make a difference why they would be much more efficient. Yeah, and there's an the old saying of, well, not old, but you can have hot spots easier, you know, and depending on uh, how big your reflector is, how high it is off canopy, I do see a lot of people still using reflectors either because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Double-ended bulbs, 750,000 sure. watt, cranked up to like 1,100 watt, I think you can, in commercial grows, three feet off the canopy. And they just have, I think on those reflectors, a lot of them, um, they might even just have the replacement option. They actually just replace the whole reflector, right. which right. sounds somewhat wasteful. But regardless... No. Um, Keeping reflectors clean is important. You can lose a grip of light, like, and I used to have, picture a dirty reflector and it's air-cooled, which I've seen some nasty ones. Um, so you wanna keep, if you're out there still air-cooling, keep your glass squeaky clean as well. Uh, Sunny and Bactopia says, vinegar, hands down, the best option. It costs less than alcohol, um, not Drop as drying to the hand. What's that? Drop the mic, man, vinegar, there you go. It says get a moist rag with a uh, product as opposed to spraying on the equipment and will have a quick drying effect like the alcohol. Except it's going to make me hungry for like vinegar with french fries. You know what I'm saying? What fucking country are you from again, man? Hey, or hold malt. on. Some fish and ch I can get down with some fish and chips and some malt vinegar. It's got to be malt vinegar. Well, I guess what? Ketchup is just vinegar and tomatoes, right? You could totally go opposite. I don't like mayonnaise, but you can do the malt vinegar on fries with dipped in some mayonnaise then. But I'm not a mayonnaise fan, but I would go for that. I would. You know I thought, saying? wait, I thought like they had good stuff. The poutine wasn't, isn't that like cheese <laughs> curds and all that stuff on, on yeah, French yeah. fries? 
I, I can dig on the poutine, but it's going to give you a little poutine in your pants the next day. At least for me, it's just a bunch of fried shit and Bro. cheese. And there is, no, it's yeah. not even cheese. It's the, the cheese curds. There's not two ends in poutine, all right, man? Is there? Is it poutine? <laughs> is that what it is? I don't think so. There's a few varieties. So Excuse me Regardless, while, I, while I get back to trimming my harvest, dude, all right? Yes, you do that. I my think I clean my reflectors. With Windex back in the day, I could never get them perfect, it seemed. Um, but definitely maintain that if you're still running HID. And a couple other quick tips if you're running bulbs, change them things every six months. You know, you can run a bulb a year, but you're you're really starting to drop off on the light you're getting out. You're probably going to be, I'm going to guess, like potentially 30% of what it was down. Uh, so you want to, if you're paying to run that, you have a high value crop under it, whether it's for yourself medicinally or your friends. So Keep that equipment going if you have it. I'm not against that, uh, but then do the upgrade when possible. And just Get one thing with uh, reflectors and air-cooled hoods and everything that's really important to consider. One, just having the glass there, you lose about 10% of light through the glass. So it's reflecting and, that back, and, right? Uh, well, yeah, and just the transmission rates of light through glass are not the, the all-clear glass is not the same in the, like the values of light that it lets through. Um, but then having your reflector clean, like you can lose anywhere from 5 to 10% of your light uh, just because your reflector is dirty. Same concept as like if you have a ceiling fan that's dirty, it's pushing like 30% of the, the air that it normally would uh, if it were clean. I wonder if that equates directly over. If I lose 10% of my light, do I lose 10% of my harvest? Uh, yeah, looking at uh, like a photosynthetic photon flux over time, so like DLI of stuff, like you have less of it, it's less energy, um, then yeah, you're, you're going to yield less biomass. Right on, right on. Sorry, it's, crazy. it's, hard, to, it's hard to hear you, you know, over all this resin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so much fun to have a little, uh, I guess we did homegrown bud, what, last month, six weeks ago? When we harvest last time, Guru? Uh, Still got a bucket of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, it's just fun. I'm just busting balls, dude, because... I don't know, because I like busting balls, I guess. No worries. I'll take it into some comments. <laughs> you can trim there and, and, and bust some more balls. I got a comment in from Mark Miranda. Saying, I just want to say I always had an IPM problem with two spotted mites. Most common mite type pests that a cannabis grower is going to run into. And, and you know I tried. You, you know how you notice them? Because they got two big spots on their back. Very easy. With the naked eye, even, you think? No. Yeah, you can see. Uh, maybe. You can, with your camera, definitely. And they just got these. Okay, so I know them. They got two, it looks like eyes, just big black spots right on their butt. Aphids got a big, you know, big oblong shape with a big ass, I call it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty easy to identify at least those two. They're not very scary at all because they're very small spiders. Would, you, would it be better if cannabis garden predators were big spiders, like the spiders were the size of a tarantula? Would that be preferred maybe? Easier yeah, to deal with, but scarier to deal with? Well, I would throw one in there, man. If you could throw a tarantula in there, even just a regular spider, a couple of regular spiders in there. I don't know. Do regular spiders eat spider mites? Well, here, we'll talk about what, what Mark did here. It says, uh, I tried everything and they come back and even added weekly spraying, but that's a hassle sometimes. I can agree with you, man. You got to be on your spray game and thorough if you're going to beat mites. So number Hang one on reason sec, people though. don't. Weekly sprayings, is that? If it's not enough. Every if three they're days. trying to break their life cycle, you have to go every three days, right? Correct. And if you if you just spray the same thing weekly, it depends what it is, but they can get real quickly immune to it too. Just uh, FYI, I have no idea. If this you're not, yeah, situation. getting thorough coverage, you should be mixing up what you are spraying as well if you're battling a population. Uh, so, but the solution here says, I gave up one day um, after my grow got thrips as well, but then I got me. 350 ladybugs, and I'll tell you, my 5x5 tent hasn't been happier. It's like an automated IPM system. Love it. Recommend it. That's a lot of ladybugs for 5x5. It is. You're going to have a lot of dead ladybugs laying around, huh? I mean, I've seen somebody do this uh, when I worked in retail, and the dude came in, and he ordered, uh, I think, 10,000 ladybugs. I'm like, what are you doing? And uh, he's like, dude, I just released them all. I have a little problem right now in flower and it's going to be gone. And I guess that's like, I kind of think that's like ladybug torture. It's like there's not enough there for them to eat, but they'll right. eat everything they can. So I don't know. What do you think? Hey, man, ladybugs are people too, man. Hashtag. <laughs> so, one of the, so one of the main things with ladybugs um, is that in their adult form, like when you buy them uh, from an insectary, 
Uh, they only eat like 20 aphids or spider mites or something a day, uh, where if you can keep them around and get a breeding population of ladybugs in your grow, the nymph stage of the ladybug eats like 200 bugs a day. Uh, so it is a like drastically more voracious predator. The only way you can keep them around is to continue to have bugs, which in an indoor garden is not applicable. It doesn't work. Uh, no, not not, get sterile mites. Not necessarily. I can get you sterile mites and if you want. Not even, you want not sterile, even mites. sterile mites. You can get grass mites and keep like little patches of grass in a pot in your grow. Um, the ladybugs will default to that uh, when they're not around. Mm. Same goes with a lot mm. of different different predators too. Um, but yeah, no, ladybugs are good control. They're just big and they get just about everywhere. Uh, and you have to have like some type of water source um, and cover crop or something like that so that they'll stick around and keep taking care of bugs for you. Otherwise, they will just fly away. Yeah, be prepared if you're in Prohibition land and your 5x5 five five tent with 350 ladybugs is in the bedroom down the hall. You're in your living room and somebody's over. Yeah. Dude, this is like the 10th ladybug I've seen. What is going on here? Well, I don't know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I need, need to call uh, like a yeah, pest control exterminator, exterminator get sure. him over here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, There's a nest right. dump them in the wall. And I'm looking for my trichome... Uh, a loop, bro. Want to check out the trichromes, man. I will uh, tell you another couple quick grow comments here. Ned Flanders <laughs> says, on the cup-on-cup -cup cloning method, uh, this is a video we put out, guys. If you haven't checked it out on YouTube, uh, just go over there. It wasn't too long ago, and you guys featured how to do the cup-on-cup -cup cloning method. It says, if you're in a dry climate, use a dome or a plastic baggie. It's a good way to lose half or, or to not have to wilt. So... It says, not all advice pertains to people with challenging climates. I gotcha. You guys don't. I will in a say, man, what's drier than Colorado, though? Well, did you guys put any type of dome or anything over your clones? No, we just actually threw it in the studio where it's pretty dry. It seemed to do really well. Eh, it, really? Is, it is air conditioned in here. Uh -huh. uh, and air conditioners, it, it is a little drier than normal, but uh, it still sorry. is getting it close to like 50%. Humidity. I'm looking at the dehumidifier that's sitting over, or I'm sorry, the humidifier that's sitting over there. Now it makes sense. Yep. Ideally, you do want to cover your clones, unless you're in a pretty uh, super, super humid area. But the yeah. next comment here will tell you how to be careful with it because Dave Gowie, Gowie says, if I keep the dome closed for three days, I get rot on the tops. How do I prevent the rot? You can't just no air exchange. You need yeah. to be burping that thing. The more, the better to a degree. Yep. I mean, not like all the time, but three times and, a day, four times a day. No problem. Burp that and, fresh air exchange. You're not going to get that mold. And when you're burping it, you might as well spray them with a little bit of cloning solution or whatever. Give them a little spray. It moves the air around a little bit. Don't have too much water. You can have some of the water in the ridges if you're in a real dry environment. Uh, so that evaporates, you know, maybe every day. You just put a little bit more water in there for just a few days. And then once, as soon as you see any kind of taproot or anything like, I don't say taproot, any kind of rooting going on or uh, any kind of sign of that they're taking, you don't want to put a bunch of water in the bottom. Because they're, or I should say, you don't want to have it super, super, uh, uh, humid in the humidity dome because they won't root. And my grow, bro science grow hack, if you have one of those domes with the vent on it, right. I'll just open it a little bit every once in a while when I'm walking around. I'll just breathe in a breath in there, give them some CO2. You know, right. I don't know if it's really going to help too much, but I like feeling like I'm breathing on them. So <laughs> I dig it. Hey, but that is uh, something I just recently learned. I think me and Banner were talking about it and he kind of put his finger on things. If you keep it super humid, even if you don't get rot, if you keep it super humid for long periods of time, that plant gets used to uh, feeding out of its leaves, you know, out of the st stomata of its leaves. And it doesn't desperately push roots down or at least as desperately. I dig. I dig. Thanks for the comments, guys. And uh, we do read the comments. Can't read all the comments, I guess. But it's nice to know what's going on. Sometimes it's some, some advice for the show, some constructive criticism or some good words. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. You, you read the comments, man. You got to like I said, I went on Mr. Grow and I'm like, thanks for pulling all the mean comments, man. <laughs> I know another YouTuber that will, I guess you have to, like they, they read all their comments. They get a lot. They have a comment moderator, which I get. Um, and anything bad, they pull. And right. I guess like troll-like, or I mean, we don't really do any of that with our YouTube comments to my knowledge, typically, no. unless it's just something crazy. But um, I appreciate that's so what's a good place. So I'm, I'm digging it. Yes, yes, dude. All right, it's let me like move a, on. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, you have to realize after a while doing this show that not everyone's going to like you. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it, man. Wouldn't want everyone to like me. All right, question two. Um, there's plenty of good sayings about enemies, right? I don't want enemies, but I'll say I don't want any, I don't want everyone to like me, but I don't want enemies either. How about that? Okay. Deal. Leave it up. Deal. Fully recipe by B Man. Says, hey dude, Scotty. I love the show. I just found you guys about eight months ago and started from episode one. And I think oh, I'm on man. 120 now. <laughs> no, come hang out, man. Come hang out. It's a you're pre-guru. Yes. I plan to alternate between new shows and old until I catch up if that's possible. I want to try a new foliar regimen. Two times a week. One with supplements and one more for preventative. I don't want to spray too many products in one spray, so I'm trying to divide it. Any thoughts, positive or negative, on the following treatments? So before we talk about the following treatments, uh, benefits of foliar spraying, I could throw this one to you, Guru. Like if I'm, my garden is absolutely performing top-notch. Let's say it's getting the perfect nutrition from my inputs, whether I'm feeding it with uh, liquid nutrients, organic, can then on top of that, the plant take on more through the leaves to even better it, or is it like maxed out? Uh, it depends on what your yield limiting factor is. Uh, but yeah, pl plants uh, can only take up so much nutrition uh, through their roots that uh, at some point you aren't able to get more in there. Um, you can give them foliar sprays and they're pretty efficiently able to take in nutrients uh, through their leaf tissue. So yeah, I mean, foliar sprays are great. They'd, one, it's just good to clean off your plants occasionally, especially in veg, like even if it's just plain water. Um, but fo foliar sprays are great for getting to over the hump into that that next yield threshold. Well, let's look at his foliar sprays. Let's, you know, <clears throat> yeah, what's he got in there? <clears throat> He's got transport, which is going to break down the surface tension, get it, it into the, uh, get whatever you're spraying. Okay, so that's an optic foliar product there. What is yucca? Isn't that a surfactant as well? Yucca is going to be a surfactant. Uh, just want to be careful. If you're doing any type of uh, like aquaponics, yucca will kill all your fish. So the next thing he has is fish, but it's probably fish emulsions, I would think, which is kind of ground up fish or I don't know what, some kind of gross fish stuff. Um, I don't know. Do you want to be putting all that stuff on your leaves? Uh, not no. ne not necessarily. And remember that when uh, stuff is getting absorbed through the leaves, you aren't going to have near the amount of microbial action uh, right, that, you do, right. that you do in the soil for stuff. So some of that stuff that's not in an ionic form and needs to be broken down, right. it's going to be a little bit harder to get into the plant through the leaf tissue. And now I know that silica comes up, you, you use it in the root zone, and then it comes up. Uh, through the leaves and it makes that leaf tissue kind of it changes the construction of it or at least the texture of it makes it undesirable to bugs i'm not aware that you can foliar silica you you definitely can foliar yeah. silica okay. uh, pretty much all the nutrients uh actually all of the nutrients are able to be absorbed through the leaf tissue okay. wait i see in the comments here does it matter what type of silica this is i would imagine uh, from Dr. Phil Goyd, Good, um, I know I'm gonna mispronounce. He says, make sure you're using the monosilicic. Mono, right? no, almost. Uh, monosilicic acid or orthosilicic acid is another form of that. Okay. Yes, you do need to be using those for it to be able to be absorbed foliar, Makes like we sense. were talking about before. There's none of that uh, microbial action or degradation of, of uh, potassium silicate on That's the leaf surface. It, it's it, Potassium silicate has to get broken down by the soiler over time uh, into monosilicic acid or orthosilicic acid for it to be planted. Right. Okay, cool. So that works. I just might as well finish his, his list here. Kelp definitely works as a foliar. Uh, recharge, I've used it as a foliar. I use it because I'll just spray it all over everything. Uh, just be careful because it does have uh, the humix and fulvics, or really it's uh, uh, the molasses, but I don't know. There's something that, that so gives it that dark color, man. It kind of stains the leaf a yeah, little bit. And it's one of those things where the microbes that are in recharge uh, are specifically uh, root-borne microorganisms. Right, they are right. meant to be in the root zone. That is their native environment. I use it for Some the of kelp. them. Some of them can persist on the leaf surface for a little while, but it's not their intended use. Right. Uh, the kelp, you you will get That's added benefit from using as a foliar. The yep. elaminos, you will get added benefit using it as a foliar. But really, it's not intended to be a foliar product. Water that stuff in. Let me tell you, uh, I don't know if you mentioned the transport there from optic foliar. That enables you to uh, spray with your lights on, uh, which is a huge convenience. It delivers what you're spraying, whatever you're mixing with it. 
Um, Dinesh has a good list over on his site of different things and rates. If let's say you're spraying transport with a neem or a kelp such as you are, you should really be reducing those amounts. I don't have the exact ratio right now, but it's more efficient delivery method for what the things you are spraying. And if you don't want to mix a bunch of shit, check out their, uh, their overgrow. It's like it's all in one ready to use if you're just growing in a tent or something and you want to spray some micronutrients, vitamins, amino acids. I think there's some B1 in there. The overgrow product has it all to go. Um, and can't wait to hang. Shout out to Dinesh for being the OG DGC cup hanger. Right. And the, <clears throat> the science behind some of those uh, wetting agents, I guess is what you would call them. I don't know exactly what you call them, but they break the surface tension. If you look at water, it beads up, right? If you look at it on a car or something like that, a waxed car, it'll bead up. And if it beads up, it's actually, A, it's not covering as much. And then B, it's like little magnifying glasses, especially if you're in a, in a grow room with intense light. And you can, yeah. actually, you can actually get burns on it. That's why they say you don't want to spray with the lights on. But it just gets much more coverage, man. It's like mess with your action. sprayers, too. I mean, I use a, a Fogmaster Junior kicks ass. Like, it's a yep. small hand. They're probably, I don't think they're, like, available anymore, supply chain. But um, I've used different hand sprayers, too, that are prone. This one will spray a nice, real fine mist for me, where the other one just wants to beat up more. So look at all the different sprayers that are mm. out there as well. There's a difference in fog. It's a particle size between mist and fog. And I want to say fog is like under five microns, something like that. But the fog, it's, there's a lot more air around uh, fog than there is around the mist. It's a bigger yeah. droplet. I think that's why they have that fog ponics and things like that. Pretty cool Yo, stuff. Speaking of Sprite on Time with this quick grow hack here, spraying seedling and clone mister from Growing Insane. Since I came across this USB chargeable sprayer, the battery lasts a long time and no more carpal tunnel. Perfect for seedlings and clones. This one holds a liter, but I'm sure they make bigger ones. Okay, so, I'm sorry. Hang on, I was confused. It's USB chargeable, so it's just got a battery in there. You charge. I thought it was USB sprayer. I was like, just, just run over me at this point. All right, man, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I dig if you have, I mean, unless you have an issue, just come on, make your hands stronger. You know, we don't need more batteries and plastic, but I like this. Hang on, um, hang on. I was put, putting recharge on the lawn a couple of days ago and I had this spray, I was testing different sprayers. I was trying to hold on to this ortho sprayer for 10 minutes. Dude, it was really hard to do. Like I was like, this one's a fail. You know, as I had a, there was another one, the chameleon sprayer, you just use your thumb and guess they really did engineer that because it's a pain. Yeah, especially if you're spraying. I mean, I understand this, but if you're spraying for 20 minutes if you do, or an hour I, or how many I hours. I got you. It makes it more efficient. I just wanted to hate on batteries and plastic for a minute. You know, swamp my, my wood and metal toys back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's cool, man. I appreciate the hack. It's a good idea. That could be very efficient. Um, I've, I've sprayed it like an eight lighter with a one liter bottle before and you're right. It gets old after a little bit. Yeah, you really can. It feels, I understand what carpal tunnel is afterwards. This too, man, you want to experience what carpal tunnel could be. This movement over and over and over again, the squeezing of the scissors. That's yeah, crazy. Or right, one more grow talk question here. We got recharge. Uh, with Autopots by Devin Bowie. Devin Bowie. Uh, no, Devin Boy. Devin Boy, you think? I don't okay. know. What do you think? I like Bowie. Uh, good morning to the whole DGC from across the pond in Prohibition land. I've got my first eight ounce pack of recharge and can't wait to get started with it. Fuck yeah, right. it's the land of David Bowie, right? I grow at the moment using Autopots in Cocoa Perlite Mix. Uh, Autopots are popular in Europe, right? I believe it's a European company. Uh, I know they have an Autopots America, too. Um, I'm pretty sure. it, man. Yep. Yeah, they got them. You wouldn't have an Autopots America if you were from America, man. It would just be Autopots. Says, I love that they can be left for a week before I need to change my res out, even though I'm usually in the garden most days. Um, so I've been told the question, so let's hit that real quick. I got a picture of Autopots up here because this is kind of just like, it, it's uh, this is very empty cool. style. This is but very bottom, cool. Bottom feeding um, basically with their own, it's a type of float valve that they have. And you can run one or you could run 40 of them attached to a central res. And I like that it's just gravity. When your res is empty, it's done. There's no pumps. Um, you're going to want to use somewhat clean, soluble newts that stay mixed in solution for this, or else put yeah. maybe a stir pump in your res. 
But yep. it does tease me as much as I just talk shit about plastic and whatnot, that when you can leave it, the number one thing that takes me time in the garden that sometimes I get fussy about is watering it. But I love hand watering. Um, I'm, I'd be tempted to try a pack of these in my 5x5 tent um, because I do like the simplicity of it, man. It's kind of like a hempy, no? It, it is. I don't mind this at all. Very cool. I'll give the thumbs up to Autopots. I've only heard good things. The reason I started looking and trying to you know, figure some stuff out for myself is because look at the tubing there. It's three-eighth inch tubing, which really is easy. I've, I've used half-inch tubing before. It's a little bit bigger. It's very easy to get it clogged, whether it's a, you know, a little bit of you know, whatever roots that go down there or build up scum and go down there. It is really at least in the deep water culture and whatnot they might have it all figured out i know they're very they successful. do it looks like just to so people that don't know what these are to explain and this can work for any container in the bottom of a hempy you like to use perlite the bottom of these they recommend a layer i forgot how deep of uh, hydrogen you know that that clay clay grow clay grow pebbles if you yeah. don't know what hydrogen is and then under that they have like this solid felt map probably to address the roots not being able to grow into this the irrigation system because they totally yeah. would that's a um, and then they thing, say yeah. fill it with whatever you want uh, enriched soil cocoa perlite mix whatever so uh pretty cool with the question let's get on to the question hang on just, again yeah. i'm giving a shameless plug for that new project we're doing the open source project over at realgrowlab.com if you grow with auto pots or you do grow with auto pots let us know about it if it's a really simple system the whole purpose over there is to get new people growing to give them a really easy url and spot to go to and say hey i can have success here so auto pots, hempies, uh, smart pots with, you know, simple nutrient plans. Uh, let us know. Um, I don't. Here's the question. I've been told that the system I use is being bottom fed, but it will bring salts to the top of the cocoa that aren't used. Now, I don't know about that fully. If the salts aren't used since it's a bottom feeding system, will they come up to the top? I don't, I don't know about that. that either. I don't have any. I don't have that problem in hempies, but I will top water with recharge once a week. That's what he's saying. So I'll, here's a question on that. I will be watering in recharge once a week on Friday, of course. Nice, but not I'm too worried. heavy, man. Not too heavy. It's those microbes will persist in the soil and they will colonize. You do not have to water anywhere close to runoff. Get a little bit in there, especially if your plants are already evenly moist. A very small amount. You might be able to use a you know a pint glass worth in, in there. Maybe a quart. Right on. Most. Yeah. So I'm worried doing this, I'll be reintroducing the salts back deep into the root zone, possibly causing burn and lockouts. Do you think this will be an issue? And should I change my growth style to top feeding the whole way through? Now, again, I, you, you weren't familiar that if this system is going to bring salts up to the top, that aren't you? Guru, do you have any, any thought on that? Um, I have I have never experienced that. Uh, I don't generally grow in sit buckets, so I'm right. not super experienced with them. Uh, but it, it seems a little counterintuitive that it would push salts to the top of the Only soil. Only if you're using yeah. too much. Yeah. For sure, there's probably potential. And especially if, if it's run. feeding from the bottom, too. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to be but pushing salts up to the top. It's going to be the opposite opposite of that, though. It's <laughs> going to adsorb those salts. The salts are going to stick to the bacteria, and they're either just going to become soil organic matter, or they're going to go uh, eventually get to the root zone. So they're at at, at uh, that regulated pH we talk about, with all those advantages of being attached to a microbe. So I would actually say that adding microbes to your salt, uh, your salt-based nutrient is going to hedge against over and under feeding and slightly different pH, you know, being off on pH. Now, what is your thought, whether it's this system or any hydroponic system that has your uh, irrigation lines going to a reservoir, if somebody does water recharge in and it happens to leach through the bottom and get into irrigation lines, mm -hmm. is that a concern that something negative is going to come of that? Should they flush their lines or well just first first and foremost these sip buckets as far as i understand them they are not a recirculating type not. system at all um so that's not True. really an issue in recirculating type systems the main thing is to make sure that the recharge is not recirculating in the system that you inoculate your plant sites if you can have it drained to waste if you have the option to drain to waste or recirculate uh drain to waste when you water in and inoculate with the recharge and then switch over to your reservoir that recirculates just, after that just use a little bit i do it all the time with the hempies you don't want a bunch of recharge in the bottom of the hempies uh, just a little bit is all you need, man. Just like I said, a pint maybe in a five-gallon glass, maybe two pints, which is a quart, dude. 
<laughs> seriously, that is all you need, especially because the, the soil is already evenly moist down there. All we're doing is just introducing them. Right on. I hope that helps. And uh, yeah, I, my, my eye may be on a little, I don't know, I'm on the fence. It's just like when, you're, when you've been growing for a while, it's so fun to keep trying different things. And there's so many systems out there. That's why I want to, I think I want to try an automated irrigation system here for coming up in the fall. Something uh, tells me this dude's grow is really clean. How somebody does something is how they do everything. Look at that house, man. Beautiful. If you do want to hook up on some recharge, make sure you go to realgrowers.com, coupon code DUDE. Uh, if you're in Canada, rechargecanada.ca. Uh, Amazon Prime, just yell Real Growers Recharge at your phone. Send that shit to me, Prime, and you'll get hooked up, man. Uh, let's go to the right. What's up? Pros list here. If you guys have not heard and you're shopping for your grow, dogrows.com forward slash pros. You can get grow equipment, some lighting, all the coupon codes are listed. We got a new pro coming on, hoping to get some gear from these cats. Yeah. AC Infinity. If you guys have not right. heard of AC Infinity, um, they have a bunch. I mean, it's just the gear's been out there now. They came from, uh, actually, they do uh, ventilation in all kinds of industries, electronics, uh, like small fans, but they came into this seen not too long ago and have been holding up strong tents carbon filters Drew's got one of their tents he's going to put to the test i don't know what to say about it yet because i don't trust zippers until i work with them for a while uh, <laughs> but yeah check them out ac infinity and anything over on their site in the hydroponic section coupon code dude grows will hook you up please go over there if you need any ventilation equipment hook it up coupon code dude grows and all the other pros on the list dudegrows.com forward slash pros it is good to have AC Infinity on the team, man. Even just as a pro, that's fucking awesome. All right. Let's, uh, what do we got, man? What do we got? I don't got much going on in my grow. I have yet to, uh, actually, I have one thing going on in my grow. I came back from a trip. I was out of town for five days. And before I left out of town, I had these two um, GMO plants and one gals that I hadn't watered in like too long, but they were still alive. They're hanging in there. I'm like, dude, I just, I'm not going to grow these again. I just, I'm not happy with them. So I'm like, just right. put them outside. As my wife says, put them outside to die. I put them out in uh, my grow shack, gone for five days, summer, summertime. I come back and they were wilted, but they still didn't die. I'm like, all right, guys, lady, I know they're girls. I'm like, you, you I got to water you. <laughs> like they were right. just crying. Sure. So I, I watered them and now I'm just deciding on trying to have a fun little experiment of like, they're only this tall but start to take them in and out right now and get them into the 12, 12 hour photo cycle to see if I can just grow out two GMOs for 70 days in one gals, but we'll see it's just to have, have fun, but it's hard, man. I get emotional when it's like, and then I was thinking about them. I'm like, was it worse of you to put them out to slowly die or should have you just chopped them with a prey? Right. right. <laughs> so, but other than that, it is summertime and I'm sorry, I do need to get a video out because I'm proud of my pepper strawberry garden i got some lime going i got a grip of uh oh man is it lavender the the hummingbirds and shit come into these Bro. other plants it's just we cool were to hanging sit on out there. we were hanging out talking a couple of days ago and, and my wife bought a lavender plant like wherever and planted it in these garden beds that we have and then somebody was asking me what is that what is that plant and i was like i believe it's lavender and i looked at the tag i said it's lavender and then this morning i scrolled my uh just in google you know google gives you a little news feed and sure enough they were trying to sell me lavender plants dear god dear like god, you said it's, right? just, it's just super blatant it doesn't matter anymore yeah they stopped <laughs> they, they stopped hiding it um but having fun daydreaming about uh fall be here around the corner i was just talking about man i want to i want to hook up some automated irrigation um, and then do I hand water, I do my recharge once a week as a hand water, because I still want to have that feeling of hand watering. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, seeing, uh, not necessarily about how simple I can make it, but changing a few things up in the five by five grow tent. I'll be excited to have it once the weather changes. It motivates you to turn that thing on when the weather changes anyway. You're like, okay, I'll turn on my own sun. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know what it's like to get that seasonal affective disorder. You said that it really is like just rainy time for half the year, no? Yeah, you, now I've never thought I'd say it. Uh, we've, we've gone 40 days here without any rain. And wow. like the uh, mountain biking, some of the parts of the trail were like like a moon dust. You know what I'm saying? Felt yeah. like I was biking in South Florida again. Um, <laughs> it's funny, you know, what the weather will make you want or do to you, or it definitely really affects your life depending on how you live. 
VPD, bro. Yes, VPD in your cotton mountain biking T-shirt. So I, I do. When you said that, I do remember living in Florida. Living in Florida, you had uh, just it was like moisture wicking, weird plasticky clothes that you wore, and it was just because you would just stay wet if you were in cotton. You would just stay wet the whole time. <laughs> Yes, that is uh, exactly. It's a lot drier there, though. That's I did used to mountain bike there in Cotton. You're right, because it's a lot. Uh, you dry out pretty damn quick if you're outside. Where? Fort Collins. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Florida. I was getting ready. No, to no. Florida. All right. <laughs> so this isn't uh, Dude Bro's mountain biking show. Grow talk. I forgot to mention, if any of you out there, you got some product, you want to get on the pros list, you want to bullshit and see what that's about, please use the contact on the homepage did of DudeBros.com. Did I what's already up? tell you what's going on in my grill? Did I already tell no, you I just that? skipped it. I figured nothing interesting. Go ahead. <laughs> we actually harvested. Remember the plants I was complaining about? I didn't know whether to kill them or not. I came back from vacation. They looked like mm -hmm. crap. And everybody said, leave them. So I did leave them. I knew there would be some butt on there, whether it's the world's best butt or not. Uh, but here, Guru, you got a picture? Is it showing on the nug cam? Yeah, pull it back a little bit. There we go. I, some I, nugs it, I just trimmed. It looks good, up, man. It fucking came out good, oh, push, man. Push it forward a little bit. All right. Yeah. There you go. I will say that it's hard, in my experience, in most people's stories of growing, it's hard to grow bud that just won't get you high. I mean, no, you should get you high as fuck, man. It's a little bit of, uh, this is the face-off OG, which gets you so high. I don't know. <laughs> it kind of gave me a little bit of the shakes, man. I couldn't finish the joint. I like it. I like it. So you're sh are you no? You're not shut down. You just got some uh, things going. And what's going on currently in there? And I call it the harvest. Grow Lab now. The Grow Lab, absolutely. That's the new name we made for it. Okay. And uh, yeah. And by the way, I've also been making hempy buckets. I'm kind of getting ready for the uh, new project and just trying to trying to make. Uh, my buddy Ray White sent me hempy bucket that goes about two and a half weeks without needing to be rewatered. So. It just won't fit in any kind of, uh, like, it's made out of a 55-gallon drum, so it's fucking big. It's for serious growers. So I was just trying to play around, make some mini, mini hempy buckets. Went to Home Depot, tried to make one that was pretty. Forgot about that I planted a plant in it four days ago, so I have to go back and see if it works or not. But, yeah, just been doing a lot of playing around like that. I did, uh, I'm proud, man, I we came up with this formulation and it was kind of a unique thing. The Mondo, it's a, this one's a one month veg and then a two month bloom. And mm -hmm. I've got another one that's a two month veg and it automatically switches over to a two month bloom. It's that gobstopper technology I was telling you, but uh, this was the big test for me, testing it with a real strain and uh, just seeing how it performed, how it came out, how the product came out and fucking A, man, I, I'm psyched, man. I actually did something that worked. Guru, congratulations, man. Nice job, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Let us know when you are live. What is it? The growlab.com on the site? Yeah. And first of all, because I have a whole shit, I don't even think, I think uh, the trademark lawyer says we can't even use Mondo. So I'm just going to give these away. I got a couple hundred of them. Patrons, stay tuned. Uh, we'll probably do something over at the Real Grow Lab, realgrowlab.com. And that's the idea. So I just want everyone to start growing or at least to develop a super simple system for growing that we can promote. So wait, you're the Real Grow Lab, right? Dot com? Real Grow Lab. Real so Grow what, Lab. .com. What is the, are you dissing on growlab.com? They're fake. I don't even know what they are, but <laughs> I own them too, man. Uh, just re the, the growlab.com will direct you to realgrowlab.com as as will 420 growlab. Okay, well, because the growlab.com redirects you to kidsgardening.org. So uh, the grow lab does? No, I'm just growlab.com. Oh shit. We're gonna have a yeah. It's like anyway. real grow lab. We can own we can own that one, all right? I tell me who's slinging recharge out there. Where can we go support our local hydro store? I got to bring the dabulance over to Green Harvest Hydroponics in Peabody, Massachusetts, so I can smoke with Alex Jones. <laughs> what? Yeah, Alex Jones owns, uh, or at least he works at Green Harvest Hydroponics. Man, <laughs> he must just get shit to the end of time, man. You know what was the guy's name in Office Space when he, his name was like a popular singer? Um, oh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you must <laughs> really like him. Off. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. My my wife likes country music. She likes Kenny Chesney. And my daughter was like, dude, Kenny Chesney's coming. Oh, my God. You should be so excited. You want me to get you tickets? And it was Kenny G. Kenny G, <laughs> not Kenny Chesney, man. <sighs> oh, Kenny G. All right. I'm going to do some shout outs to people producing the show, making the show happen. The cats that went over to dogrows.com forward slash support $10 a month or an annual membership for this content coming at you guys. Uh, much what it was. Oh, bless up. I'm going to take that. I forgot who said I just take it. Uh, but let me start up. it off here with Philip, the Parsons Terrier and Stankster. What's up? So Phillips, the dog. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> Something like that. Fill up. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cadillac Buds and Mitchie Dankster. All right. Hey, Grumpy Grasshole. What's up? And Sore Dog. Uh, like I said, these are the same ones. I got to turp me up and just be cool about it. That's right. Okay. We can give some double love, man. No worries. Lou Notes, how you doing? And the Fungus Among Us. Yo. All right. Shout out again. Deja Vu to Bear Metal and J-Dog Rose. All right, guys, stay higher, my friends. Until next time, it's time to uh, go out into the sun. For summertime all the time, it wouldn't be the same anyway, so you got to have the seasons. Anyway, peace out, guys. Stay higher. Hey, take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weird. It's just weird. I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on. It's just weird. It's just weird. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it all day long Now if the big man catch you riding high Ooh, we gonna lock you in a cage, no if you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me, smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong, wrong, no. 